Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go on a Thursday. Cofield and Company. Silver 7's is the site, our Thursday home throughout the year. Thanks to the folks at uh, Silver 7's for hosting the show. Happy hour has started, 277 on uh, shots, margaritas, and beers all the way until... Five o'clock. So I'm so fired up coming in because the, even in the pre-show, like I know this guy's high energy and we haven't talked to him in forever. And we're trying to catch up with a lot of people that we haven't seen for a while, um, you know, the last couple of years because of COVID. We couldn't do stuff in person very often. And Steve Sear is here, host to the stars. Wow. Everyone knows him in Vegas. He's got multiple books out. We'll get into those. Like I, I actually feel pressure to get to everything we need to get to here. I know. There's no way we can do it's, it in 30 it's, minutes, It's amazing, brother. man. The last time we were live, we were at, I think, Bikini Tug of War. Uh-huh. And uh, we are going to revisit that, so we'll talk we about should. that later we in the should. show. But, I will uh, tell you that the ping pong event at Sapphire that we did. Bikini ping pong. Is probably the best received event from a radio show host standpoint outside the market. When people saw those pictures, they're like, no what way. is going on in really? Las Vegas that you get to do shows next to a, an adult <laughs> pool? Like that was that really? was epic. And we had right. you remember we had the mayor out and well, Mayor Goodman. Yeah, now yeah, still yeah. the mayor Goodman. Yeah. Man, a lot of time has passed. It's crazy. I know. But I'm I so know. glad and, to be out here with Steve as he uh, he came down to Silver Sevens. So we're going to reminisce a little bit, and then it's really important, I think, for us on this show and also the market to get your expertise on like where Vegas is now from a business, gaming, and mixing in sports. Oh, it, it, we're becoming the sports capital. And for my little niche, you know, of gamblers and high rollers, you had mentioned the draft earlier. And I don't know who told you, Steve, that it wasn't good. It was amazing for my little company because every team was involved. Uh, like, say you're a Chiefs fan and they weren't in the Super Bowl. You didn't want to come to Vegas, but every team was in the draft. Yeah. I had on, on a normal like Super Bowl, I'll have, say, 25 high rollers, guys that will blow 25 grand to 100 grand and a few whales in on the draft. I had 40. At forty, that, that it doesn't sound like a lot. That's a lot of players for just me, yeah. me, one little host. So the draft was amazing. I wish we'd do the draft here every year. So let, let's jump into a bunch of different topics. But first okay. of all, for the audience who don't know Steve, explain what you do, uh, how long you've been doing okay. it. Okay, well, but before our engineer was born, um, I started as <laughs> a regular casino compliment host. Compliment to Jed. Right? I was a casino host, and if he bought in, I was a cash host, and I would uh, get your name and information. And then I became a casino executive and credit executive throughout the years at Hard Rock. I did a couple tours of duty and at the Hilton. And now I'm what's, uh, what's called a licensed junket rep. So you have to go through the Nevada rectal exam, which is not fun. And uh, I can legally earn in several jurisdictions, but if this on the theoretical loss or the action. So I'm a hired gun, and I work for several casinos, nine in total, and I get paid based on bringing in gamblers. And since I'm small, I've, I've, I'm, I'm the whale hunter. The name of my book is Whale Hunt in the Desert. There's a first plug. And uh, I get paid on the action. There's about 700 casino hosts in town, like the Cosmo has 44 hosts, but they might only have three or four reps. I'm aware that I also live in Vegas and I'm a rep. There are hundreds of reps throughout the United States and the world. Uh, I send people to the Bahamar in the Bahamas. I'm like a travel agent for gamblers, but I'm Jerry Maguire. So I'm your agent. So if Steve plays dice, can he have three, four, five times odds? If he plays blackjack, can he split aces four times? Can he double down after a split? If he loses 100000 does he get a discount? Yes, if he pays me in 30 days. All these little Jerry Maguire agent things I do and try to keep the casino happy and the player happy, if that makes sense. You wrote the first book when? Uh, first, uh, I'm the subject of the book. My grandma's too poor. First book came out in 05. Then I got a paperback deal in 2012. And this is 2017. 
The third edition is Killing It, Required Reading at Cornell, where I got rejected, and NYU, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> I always love the mention of that. Uh, yeah. You made a mistake. He, uh, yeah. he popped up at UNLV, and look what he turned out yeah, to be. Yeah, I start my lecture at Cornell, but I'm a 2.3 from UNLV, and you just spent 200 grand on education. Why? Because you're going into a business where the, the brave makes more than the chief. The cocktail waitress saved 100 grand this summer at the pool. She doesn't care that you went to Cornell, and I've never been asked my GPA. And my internship with Mr. Gone at the Barbary Coast, I fell in love with being a casino host. I love the action. And 35 years later, I'm still doing it. How'd you get hooked up with the internship? Uh, UNLV. UNLV, yeah. I, was, I was supposed to go back and run my father's Howard Johnson in Salina, Kansas. And it accepted the Marriott training Howard program Johnson. in Omaha. All right, yeah. <laughs> Talk about a throwback. Anyway. Well, good move, not running a Howard Johnson. No, and they, so, it didn't so, exactly work out for that so, change. So the only A I got in four years of college was Mr. Gone's internship class. And I was I, I was in housekeeping I didn't like it I was at the front desk I screwed it up then I was in the dice pit and the action I liked it and then Mr. Gone one day and a guy named Leo Lewis said let's go up to the uh, catwalks and that was before the eye in the sky and we're on the catwalks a guy comes up to the dice table he buys in for three grand and in an hour Steve he was up like 70,000 that was like five million to me and I could hear this guy come over because the microphone strings would hang down. And I could hear him say, oh, no, Flamingo, BS. I'm taking you to Michael's tonight. Wait till you see our penthouse. I go, Mr. Gon, who is that and what does he do? He goes, that's Kevin, my casino host. What's his job? His job is to get my 70000 back. And I go, I want to do what he does. <laughs> Michael Gon called over to Caesars. Three days after my last final, I called my parents and said, I'm not doing the Marriott training program. I was a cash host at Caesars on Graveyard. If you bought in for 300 bucks, hi, I'm Steve. And I was to invite you back for the next day, Caesars brunch. Because I had no players. So how did, how did Michael Gaughan take a liking to you? Because I, I would think a lot of people do internships, and they never get to meet the boss. Well, I, I kept going to his office and kind of waiting for him. And I was like, what are you doing today? And he's going, I'm putting bigger bells and moving the nickel machines to the front. I go, why do you want the nickels in the front? Don't you want them back? No, because if I only have 10 people in the casino, the nickel machines are always full. And when people walk by, I want it to look busy. Oh, wow. And I fell in love with him. And so because of him, I became a casino host, and I... You know, I, I still see his son a lot, and I haven't seen him in a few years, but yeah. And I love the action because, you know, you have to juggle many things, you know, kind of like you do. And, and next thing you know, I'm with Larry Flint, and he's betting 50000 a hand and getting kicked out of his office. And, you know, I'm still barred from a few casinos. For, I was a telemarketer, so I just started the first telemarketing rooms in the 90s. And uh, my mentors, I was the youngest by 30 years for a while. I was, now I'm the older guy, but... You know, I was 23 and everyone was 53. And back then, all hosts were men. Now it's about 50-50 women and men. And, oh, really? And back then, oh, you're just a slot player. And now I have slot players that bring 100,000. And I don't have thousands of players. I have 70 to 80 guys right now that will bring 25 to 100 grand. There's only 52 weeks in a year. I have 11 guys that will bring a million or more. And uh, they're really fun. And uh, I've got to go around the world. I got to go to Super Bowl with my players. I get paid to go to dinner in Kentucky Derby and... I had a player where my deal with him was, and it's in the book, as long as he'd risk a million one month, the next month, where do you want to go in the world? And he'd say, I want to go whitewater rafting in Costa Rica. I thought we were going to die. It was his 75th birthday, and we had to have guys following us in little you know, kayaks. We were on like level four rapids. And then he said, <laughs> <laughs> and then he said I want to go to Greece, and I want to island hop for 10 days. So I got to do that. And wow. then he'd come back and play dice for a couple million. So yeah, it was really cool. Are you having more fun now oh, than yeah. when you wrote the book? Really? Yeah, yeah. It's Just, not. It's not getting old. Seventeen. You know, well, seven, not, I'm not saying you've been in for seventeen years. Seventeen years since the book, and you got introduced, you know, big time nationally. Uh, it's as much fun now as it's ever been. Well, well, I'm, and I'm at the point in my life. I, I think 
like you are where a lot of the other stuff, you know, my, my daughter's older and on her own now, so I don't worry about that. I've had a couple bad divorces. We're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> so it's just now it's just having fun with my players. I mean, people go, when are you going to retire? I mean, I, again, I get paid to go to dinner with people. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, and over the years, you know, I've learned not to get burned. You know, buyers are liars. I'm not a librarian. A lot of my players and some of my players come without their wives to Vegas. I know that sounds weird, but, you know, I mean, so I, I'm juggling many things. I had a guy the other day at Resorts World, and he always brings his girlfriends. And so we had to remind everybody, you've never met him. You've never met him. You know, every dice dealer, right, every right, day, right. you've never met Mr. Right. Cofield. No, no, right. this is the first time <laughs> yeah, you've right, met him. Right. He's never been here before. But, you know, it's cool. Uh, Vegas, I, I like that Vegas is Sin City again. Remember we went through that phase, Steve, where the MGM had like a theme park and the families? Yep. No. That didn't work. Let's keep that out of here. Conventions come here because of the strip clubs and the nightlife. I need that. And I need pool parties. COVID crushed my little company, too. You know, I'm, I'm event-driven. Because you can, when I first started and told my mom I'm going to try the casino host thing, she was like, Steven. And she never called me Steven. But she's like, the only other place you can even work is New Jersey. And I know you hate the cold. Mom, the only place I can't work now is Utah and Hawaii. Just like marijuana, it's coming. Sports betting's coming. Eh. I picked an industry that it's everywhere now. So you can gamble anywhere. Why come to Vegas? Because of the nightlife, because of the pool parties, because of the Raiders. That's huge for me because of the Vegas Golden Knights. And I want to. I hope you're going to tell me we're going to get a baseball or basketball team. I, we need them all. Wow, okay. You know, we're going to take a quick time out, pay some bills here. Steve Sears with us. Tell people again how to get the books. Oh, uh, you know, Am oh, actually, uh, stevesear.com, stevesearer.com. You can click right on there on Amazon. Um, I'm going to leave Cofield a few and autograph them if you want to Tell do them. a contest or something. Hard copy, because we'll give them away, but you've, we've got hard copies. Yeah. You can also get, what, Kindle? Yeah, yeah, Kindle and audiobooks. I don't know when people listen to it, but if I sell one regular book, I sell 100 audiobooks. The young people love audiobooks now. I can't imagine doing it. The young people. You're yes. a young person. Uh, Stop saying you're old all the time. Yes. Steve Sears with us. We're at Silver Sevens. Be here for another uh, 15 minutes or so. And we want to get into the sports side of things because, uh, as he just mentioned, he wants more sports here. So we'll talk about how sports is good for Vegas, I think, in spite of the fact that in, in, you know, in some parts of the gaming world, people are like, yeah, I don't know if sports is great, but we'll get Steve's take on the way back. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Just have been like two Las Vegas for you. The heat, that was, you know, it's, it's dry. You know, I'm from Texas, so I'm used to the humidity, but the, the dryness of the heat has it's been a huge adjustment, you know, not sweating. And for me, stepping on the scale, and all of a sudden you, you dropped about 10 pounds in one practice. So that's a little bit of adjustment. Got to stay hydrated, as, as Denzel always says. So that, that's for real out here. Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver Sevens with Cofield and Company. Raiders, new defensive line coach. Frank Oakham. I think someone down at the media availability today was doing a feature on moving to Vegas and adjusting to the weather. I'm pretty sure I know who that is. One Adam Hill. He's not on today. <laughs> Steve Sear knows Adam very well. Steve yes. Sear, host of the stars. He's been doing it forever. Legendary person around Las oh, Vegas. No, and, no. and we wanted to lean on you to talk a little about what's happened now with sports and Vegas and if it's good for you and if it's good for gaming. Because there's always this debate, like, what we should be involved with, right? So, I heard a lot of people say, hey, the NFL draft was a dud. You said, hey, for you, I, I made, it was good. I it, talked to a lot of dealers who said hey, there just wasn't that much action in terms of volume. 
But for big players, it was yes. Good. For, for big players, it was good. And for you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm only a sports better." Well, believe me, they came to town to bet the, the future, who's going to win the Super Bowl, and then they gambled. So for what I do, Steve, any excuse to come to Vegas as opposed to gambling in the other 48 states you can gamble is a winner for our town. Yes, we need conventions right. because we need Sunday through Thursday. And that's what I like about the draft too. It was during the week. Yep. It wasn't a weekend. No one needs help Saturday, Sunday. We need help during the week. So I, I want the draft here every year. So when, when you talk to bosses at casinos, what are they more interested in? Grinding it out with a smaller player? Or they want the big players? Like, who's more reliable? Has Vegas changed that way? Okay, it, it's changed a little bit in that it's kind of the 80-20 rule in a lot of business. Now, not Circus Circus. That's a grind place. But, okay, but let's talk about Resorts World that has billions to cover, right? They, they, need, they need that high end because, right, because 20% of their players can be 80% of the profit. Okay, so they need, you need those, and not one whale, you need a bunch of them, but no, they want the high end to come here, and we need those special events. We need, the, the anyone that says the draft was bad for the town is crazy. It was great for the town. Not to mention every valet parker was making a killing. Just like when Formula One comes here, it's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, let's talk about that. It's, I mean, it's, it's the biggest money circuit in the world. It's a... I don't even know what the numbers are compared to the NFL, but I would argue for an event, a one-week you know, week event, it's bigger than any – I don't know if it's bigger than Super Bowl, but us getting F1 possibly for three years as a tryout I think is massive. Here's why I like it from a, a casino host standpoint. It brings people to town that normally wouldn't come to town. I think people forget that. I just saw a stat the other day. Uh, almost 60% of adults 21 to 56 have been to Vegas one or less or never been to Vegas. Think of that. That means half of the adults in Vegas have never been. I still meet people every day. First time to Vegas. First time to Vegas. Oh, I gambled in San Diego. I want to try it. You know, that's why gambling around the world is so accepted and sports betting is so accepted. People that only like sports now come to Vegas, and of course they try blackjack. Everybody that says, oh, I love it when a guy tells me, you know, I'll be checking in and like, yeah, I don't really play the table games. Next day's down 6,400, you know. I mean, no, don't worry about the comps. I'm not going to need it next day, you know. Can I get a credit line? So it, it, it breeds enthusiasm. And so what, about, what I like about Formula One, it's going to bring people that have never been to Vegas. It would be my take. A new type of client. Right. Uh, you saw that F1 reportedly bought a piece of property east of – LV Boulevard, about 40 acres, which we think is that area right there at uh, Koval and Harmon, maybe where the drink is. They, oh, bought, yeah, they right. bought that for $240 million because I think that's where they're going to set up whatever permanent needs they have. Correct. That's where it's going to go. That's Isn't right. That? That's the Ellis Island. That. That's incredible. That piece of property, the, the drink and right there, has been vacant for Ever. What are we talking now? Oh, 15 years oh, at least? Oh, oh, no, at least I'd say two decades. Right? Because wasn't there a rumored Clooney, like, W yes. project that was going to go and there? And that's zoned for gaming, by the way. You know, that whole corner. Oh, no, that corner. I didn't know. So that's right next to Ellis Island. Their stock just went up, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know where the route is going to be, right? So it's yes. going to go down Koval, turn on the Harmon, and get back up on the strip. Right. So but, there's going to be a grandstand right there, for sure. I, so I already talked to Gary Ellis about that, yeah. That's so, so nuts. nuts. So, no, all those kind of events, Steve, we need. And, we, I, we again, I want an NBA team, so I hope you, you have do. some insight. Yes. Does it matter to you, the location? Because we've got T-Mobile right in the middle of the strip. Now, Mark Bedane, who used to work with the Raiders, and Tim uh, Liewicki, who's a big stadium arena guy, they're trying to get a project done, $3 billion multi-use project with a 20,000-seat arena at the center of it, but it's down at Blue Diamond and LV Boulevard across from the Outlet Mall, which is also where 
this train line we've been working on forever. I think it's Bright Line, right. which is backed by the uh, one of the owners of the Bucks. That's supposed to go there too. Would that would that matter to you if it was like because okay. technically that's uh, not the strip? Okay. On a selfish note, uh, I have the answer for that, and it's going to be a weird one. I'd like it away from the strip, and I'll tell you why. Really? When I have, I know. Well, he, just on a selfish note, for my little company, when a customer tells me I'm going to see Celine Dion, I'm like, damn because he's going to walk through Caesars and see how nice it is. When a guy tells me, I'm going to a strip club, good, because yeah. there's no dice tables at a strip club. What you happened, can control the customer what in that happens case. They're not going to get lured is, away. Yeah, here's what happens to me. They go to the Vegas Golden Knight game, and they walk out and see that fun little area, and they walk over to the place called The Park that's new and all that, and then, oh, they blow a couple grand because there's too long of a line to get Uber or Lyft, and then they meet a casino host, and I'm screwed. So I wish that Allegiant uh, Stadium was away from Mandalay Bay because they walk through there and I don't rep there. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so on a selfish note, I hope it's in the middle of. I want it here and not too there's far. Probably but, a lot of, there's probably a lot of hosts like that right, though. But, who but, are but like, I, hey, I wanted away. Want some independence? I wanted away with no black jack or dice or hot girls, and they go to the event, and then I pick them up and I bring them back to where I'm repping, and they gamble there. All right. What if I told you there might be some casinos at this new project too. Well, <laughs> you know, then you might have a problem. Yeah. Then, they're, then they're five miles south yeah, of well, the strip proper and you got to get well, them out. Well, I, I need it with low limits. You, you know you what I mean? Because I'm not the minnow hunter. I'm the whale hunter. So as yeah. long as they, oh, I can only pay, you know, 500 a hand or a couple thousand a hand, I'm cool. But yeah, so for me, again, I can't tell you how many players I've lost that have gone to Caesars Coliseum to see a concert or Bill Maher or, you know, somebody cool like that. And they go, you know, they, their wife walks through the forum shops. Honey, we should stay here. That kills me. Steve Sears with us. Uh, so I was going to add my next question was going to be what have like these super high end residencies done for you? Maybe not that much. No, 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 no not really. Uh, because um, no, it just doesn't affect what, at all. What do you expect? Are you excited about the sphere? Yes. Which is off the strip is going to be this spectacular. It's probably going to be our best. You know, performing arts venue in town, and it should be done here in another year, and it's massive. You would never believe if I told you that for my high, high rollers, do you know what the best venue is? And you'd guess all day, you'd never say the Smith Center. I have million-dollar players that come in so they can take their wife to Book of Mormon, and the Smith Center looks like New York. And there's a little... I've been there. I love it. Okay. It's so cool. It's I, so much different than anything else in town. And do you know there's a little lounge in there called Myron's that only holds 240 people? I don't know if you know who Judith Hill is. She was on The Voice and sang for everybody. In my, so I took two half-million-dollar players that came to town just to go to Myron's. It only, it's like a speakeasy. It only holds 200 people to see Judith Hill. Wow. And they came all the way to go to the Smith Center, see Judith Hill, and then they risk that money. So and then I earn. Let's get another picture of what Vegas is now um, with the BCS National Title Game. I don't know if you just saw what happened, right? So they were due to come here in 2024. but there Wait, was, I thought they were coming here in 2024. No, they had, they're, they're out. They moved it. I we might get that. it a year or two after. The reason, they wanted to do it the same week as CES. And, uh. and Vegas people are like, no. We're not moving CES in no. the college football. People are like, no, you got to move CES. Like, no, you have to move. Yeah. Why Why is CES, like, so – like, it's so big that we told college football, we'll do it another time. Remember, even Super 8 over CES, instead of being $69, will be 299 
Okay, we have 142,000 hotel rooms here now. It is so much money to us in every high-end restaurant and every nightclub. You, it's so big, you, you just can't. It, it, it's kind of like Super Bowl Sunday saying, oh, we want to book the Eagles in the concert venue. Don't. It'd be a waste of money. Okay, so we want at different times. You can't move CES because if you move them once, you might never get them back. And the conventions are so big. Yeah, and remember, like us losing NFR for whatever it was a year. And, and for what I do, I have whales every year that will come to CES because then they're telling their their company and their wife and their friends, "Oh, I've got to go to the convention." It's work. Work. work, I've got to go. And, and so it's all BS, of course. I have guys that, you know, for the match that was yesterday yeah. with the quarterbacks. <laughs> so I can't believe I'm going to tell you this, but I, I did like a phony invitation to two of them. And so their golf clubs never left their car. But they drove them from L.A. because they told their wives that they were going to get to play a practice round, which the quarterbacks, complete BS. Uh, just so, you know, so I'm just saying so. That's it's You're just like, kind of Vegas funny. Vegas is back, do. baby. Yeah. So, so that's why we need CES because yeah. all those gamblers come to. So, so, so wait. So when are we getting the the BCS game? Probably twenty twenty five or twenty six. And, and then and, and by then the format might change, so it'll be even bigger. It may be the end of a tournament, which will mean that it'll need to be like second, third, or fourth week of January. Oh, I understand. They might go okay. to an eight team tournament instead right. of just four, so you get an extra week to buffer it. Maybe they have a okay you know, bye week. But we would get the final game? We would get the final game. Oh, that And we are awesome. getting, we're getting an NCAA tournament regional this year for the first time ever for the men's tournament. Okay. And then we're on track to get a Final Four, which, which is another big event. It's, you know, it's so crazy now with sports mixed in, it's hard to find weeks where you're like, hey, that's an open week. Like the schedule is getting so busy that we can actually, we, Vegas can kind of be choosy I mean, with certain weekends. Steve, don't you love when you watch TV now? Just They'll have the odds up. You know, that yep. used to be a sin. You know, Jimmy the Greek would talk a little bit about gambling, and that would be it. I mean, we've come so far. It's, like, it's awesome. People who are new to Vegas have no idea what it was like 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. And, I mean, in a way, it was kind of cool to be the outsider and, you know, the renegades. Right. But what we do is not bad. Oh. It's, and it's, and it, it's always been, you know, beneath the surface. It's always been accepted by the American public. Yeah. Now it's blown up. and it's Yeah, once it's Governor Christie changed it in New Jersey, I think, what is it now, uh, 11 states or 13 states? Sports betting? Yeah, something remember, like that. Yeah. And it's, it's pushing towards 20-plus because there's some Midwest states jumping on, and Massachusetts and Ohio should be up in the next couple of years. And for me, people always say, like, when Indian Reservation casinos, you know, had blackjack, doesn't that hurt your business? No, because then people try it, and it expands the market. You know, if you're not growing, you're dying. Okay, so now people that never thought about betting sports, now that it's legal, and I love taking people to the Raider game and they're betting on their phone, people that would never say they bet, like my mom, of course she's going to bet something. Oh, the Chiefs are playing. You know what I mean? Right. It just it grows the market. It's all good. It's all good. How good have the Raider games been for you? <laughs> I, I wish they could play a year round. Every yeah, I do you, very well. When it got announced, I remember having you on. You were like over the moon because, as you explained it, you've got these clients in all these markets. Yes, and if, if they're going to go on one road trip, there's no competition now. That's an excellent point. Are you going to go to Green Bay and freeze your ass off, or Denver? No, I, I can afford to go to one away game. I'm going to Vegas. That's why they'll always sell out, even if we only win one game. I want us to win every game, but I'm telling you, every game. It's just like the Vegas Golden Knights. It, this is a destination, and you want to come here. And we have we have the infrastructure, you know. I went to the Super Bowl in Dallas that year. It snowed. It was terrible. They didn't have, oh, this is where we should have the Super Bowl every year. We've got the rooms, the infrastructure. This is the place. 
How hard are tickets to get for you? Pretty easy? Yeah. 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 I, well, I got good. my guys. And you know what? They were hard last year. Hey, for a, even you know, over for a lot the draft, I had yeah. guys that were spending two, three grand a ticket just to sit in that first and second day in the draft in that area, you know, by Harris. So it's awesome. And they have a good schedule this year coming up. Obviously, you got the division rivals coming in, but there's some. New England's coming. I was which, sad which we I lost our coach. I was a big Gruden fan. That's well, a whole other topic day, but, you know. Can't do that stuff now. No, I know. I understand. I understand it was the right thing to do. Times have changed. Hurt. Yeah. And they made, I, I think, what's going to turn out to be a pretty decent hire with the Patriots guys. So okay. we'll see. We'll see okay. what happens. No, I mean, I'm telling you, um, it's like New Year's Eve every Sunday for me. I didn't get to go to a few games just because I had so many players in. It's funny. They come to town, but then they still – just wanted to be in town. They didn't care if they went to the game. Isn't that interesting? I, maybe because I've been to so many games. Right. Like I had one guy, and he, he a couple times we had him in the box and everything. It was cool. Then the next thing he's like, no, nah, just watch it in the casino. And, we were, ba- and, and baseball would be good for you. Yes. You know why? Because we'd have, what, 80 home games. I don't know how many games they play. 81, 80, yeah, 81 yeah. Home games. so I need home games. You remember in football, I only have eight opportunities unless we go to the playoffs. I only have eight opportunities in the NFL. I think, the, I think the answer to this one is both, but what would be better, uh, Major League Baseball here or NBA? For me, Major League Baseball. Okay. Why is that? Uh, but just because of my players, they, aren't, they only like the NBA really during playoffs. I don't have a lot of diehard NBA. I have diehard baseball fans, and if the Cubs were here, I've got some big players that would come every time the Cubs played here. Just an excuse to come to Vegas. Again. Where, where are you now in the fight game? Uh, boxing's kind of slowed down. UFC, I, I think, is making a lot of money. I don't know that they have no, gigantic names, but it's it, still it, doing pretty good. Yes. Um, it's still, you know, for, for boxing, my customers are like, when's the main event? For UFC, they're like, when do the doors open? Dana White's done oh, a really right. good job of, even if the main event stinks, which is rare, they're, they knew the guys in the other events. Where boxing, the main event better be good because nobody cares about the undercard. So Dana's done a really good job of promoting even the, the early, you know, not even the TV guys. They've seen him on The Ultimate Fighter or on, you know, one of Dana's shows or anything. So he does a better job, I think, of marketing the, the people. So last one, because Steve's got to run. He has limited time today. Steve Sears with us, Whale Hunt in the Desert. Uh, three editions out and a forthcoming. Is that what it was? Uh, I think so. And we just got. Uh, Let's get a movie or a series. I, I, well, this it, could we're be close. like a Netflix no, series. No, I know. We, we just signed a deal for the, for a fourth company, but we I have read a script, so maybe movie. So knock on wood. But uh, yeah, give these away. You know, uh, for sure. if people want to contact me on on Instagram at Steve C Y R Vegas. My email is easy, Steve at stevesir.com. I try to get to all of them. I'm assistant. She helps me. Uh, if you're a poker or a sports better, no, I can't get you or in i need dice and blackjack and baccarat and slot players okay i love that you play poker but remember when you won or lost a couple grand the other people took it or you took it from them i don't get credit and, for that uh, and let me tell you steve is nice to a fault because he set us up with some really cool events over the years which maybe we'll get some stuff done this summer now yes. that everything's back open again yeah and i did mention to you i guess this is good about my relationship that uh i won't say how old she was at the time but it's, it's 10 oh, years ago yeah, now yeah. that you actually helped set up a yeah. birthday party. You got us a big room. You've been married how many? Ten years? It, we're not married still. Oh, you're not? I know. Smart man. I don't know. Is it? You tell man. me. But you listen, said you two divorces. But, but yeah, we're bad. married, basically. No, but but I mean, if you've been with the same girl in Vegas for ten years, that's like dog years, brother. You, you've been <laughs> together 70 years. 
I mean, I, I love it her. It doesn't but, yeah. feel like that. I'm telling you. No. Still get, still get. No, but it's she's just, a big sports fan. So. I still and, get. And I mentioned, I mentioned you to her today. Uh, I was like, yeah, Steve's on. He set us up down at, uh, at the time it was Hooters. Hooters it was a yeah. really cool room. Big party. We had it. That was I'm awesome a host. Time. That's what I do. You know, uh, tonight I'm actually taking people to Spring Mountain State Park. I've got like 20 people. We're going to the plays. Do you ever go out there? No. Oh. Where is it? Spring Mountain State Park, it was Howard, you know, past Red Rock. It's Howard Hughes' old land, okay. and they'll have, could be um, a play, or it could be a concert, and you bring a blanket, and they have food trucks, and it's awesome. I can't believe we've ever been. I, I will. I, eventually, I'll make it there. Okay. Eventually. Um, I go, I'm a big community event guy. And we appreciate you coming down. No, I love I it. I, I'd love to, you know, have me back, because this is fun. Well, uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Okay, there thanks, guys. There he is, Steve Sear. we got Xavier Pope coming up in less than 10 minutes. Uh, lots of good stuff to get into from the uh, legal side of sports. Daily happy hour specials from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., including 277 for pints, shots, and margaritas at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens. Having a young family out, they kind of take into Las Vegas. You know, it was great. My wife's a trooper, Megan. She, uh, we got a house already, so we're kind of settled. She unboxed that. I don't think we want to see cardboard for some time. Thus far, we've been enjoying it. We haven't had an opportunity to see a whole lot. We've been kind of, she's been traveling back and forth a little bit, but we're really excited and enjoying our time here. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens, it's Cofield and Company. Kind of a light day at Raiders Media Availability today. Carmen uh, Brusillo, offensive line coach, new offensive line coach for the Raiders. Uh, two of the coaches spoke today, some of the players as well. Chandler Jones was very entertaining. Nate Hobbs was interesting, so we'll have all the audio for those conversations. Uh, mostly tomorrow. Um, good spot there with Steve's here. Again, the book, and he's got three editions out and certainly has enough material for a fourth. And Man, I hope he gets a movie or, or a series at some point because telling the stories – from Steve Sear of Vegas and Wales. And again, the book is Whale Hunt in the Desert. There's so much stuff that we, the average people, have no idea that goes on at the highest level of gambling and entertaining and hosting in Vegas. His stories are, they're freaking endless. Uh, he's so awesome. And we've, we've done some cool events with him uh, in the past. And hopefully now that things are open back up with, uh, listen, COVID's still raging out there, but uh, people are doing better. Um, we've opened up Vegas again. Hopefully there's some stuff coming up this summer that we can hook up on. And uh, it was interesting. His perspective on the NFL draft, because I heard a lot of people on the ground around Vegas who were like, meh, wasn't that great. But you heard his excitement for F1 because it brings new people to Vegas. And we all assume, as Steve was saying, that people come to Vegas, you know, 90% of the country. They've all been to Vegas. But how many times we interview someone – Right. And they've never been here. And that's, you know, that was part of the conversation that Adam Hill was having down at the Raiders facility today about these coaches are like, they don't know what Vegas is like. This is still Vegas is still a very unknown place to most of the country. And the biggest thing, and we all know this as locals, because we have people ask us the same question, like, hey, do you live on the strip? Like, no, but you can live close and yet still feel like you're really far away. Uh, but there's a whole thriving town outside of the strip and well now we're seeing the strip potentially getting extended down LV Boulevard as I was saying with the you know the Liwiki Benane project that could have another 20,000 seat arena all the way down at Blue Diamond and LV Boulevard. Uh, Xavier Pope's coming up want to get into um, some of the big news of the day and we'll hit this a couple of times this Saudi golf league that Phil Mickelson took a lot of heat for getting involved with Greg Norman as well but Dustin Johnson 
who's a megastar on the PGA Tour and in American golf, wife is Paulina Gretzky, comes out last night that he's making the dive as well. So we'll talk to Xavier about that. But first, let's do a giveaway. 364-1100, We've got uh, movie tickets to Jurassic World Dominion. We've got a sneak premiere that we're working with coming up this Tuesday. 7 o'clock movie. It's the conclusion. Really? This is it. The conclusion of the Jurassic era. Chris Pratt is in it. Laura Dern. Jeff Goldblum is back. Sam Neill. So the familiar faces are back. It opens June 10th, but we've got the sneak premiere. We've got a couple of tickets. Ari will hook you up right now. 364-1100. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. Tatum and Brown. The Warriors haven't faced a combo like this during their playoff run. They got yoke with nothing really to go along with Yoke. The exact same thing with Luka. Ja was playing great, but then Ja gets hurt. Lawyer, host of Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor, Xavier Pope is live on Cofield and Company. Let's do it. Let's hope it's a good NBA Finals. And no one gets hurt on the Celtics side. No one gets hurt on the Warrior side. We want to see good Finals. Xavier Pope is up. What's up, buddy? What's up, my dude? Uh, I want to get into the NBA in a couple of minutes, but um, I got to give you credit. Uh, I know you got really annoyed last week when, uh, after the shooting in Texas, you know, the people start using and weaponizing Chicago as a, it's some horrible place. And you posted some pictures. I guess you went to like some outdoor festival. I know you wrote an op-ed. So good job this last week. Thanks, man. I mean, it was it's such a, been an overwhelming response. You know, the governor got involved in the state, uh, the tourism office here, the city. Uh, um, so many different overwhelming reactions from people saw me on the street. Thank, uh, thank you for celebrating our city here in Chicago. So it's, we've turned it around in our city to a very positive thing here. I love um, it, and I'm excited to have been um, just to lead that and be a part of a greater uh, shift and a change of how our city is being seen. Yep, I love it when people close ranks. It happens all the time uh, to Vegas. You know, people blame Vegas for you know problems here you can't live here so we get pissed off at that believe me i i come from a state that gets beat up as an armpit of the right. country in new jersey you went to school there so you know yep. um there's lots yep. of wonderful places i'm glad chicago um you know a lot of people stood up for chicago now we have to get to an issue um i saw you at a cubs game what a beautiful plate of fruit as you look like you had great <laughs> seats you were touting your time at the cubs game how was it it was a great time I and mean, the cubs won a couple of games in a row actually late in late innings um, after a disappointing start with pretty much an unknown roster against the Brewers. Um, but in the W Club there, they have so many different vegan options there. I had like five different dishes on one plate that were all vegan. I was really excited to do that. And that's not an experience you get in other parts of the stadium. So if you're in Chicago, the W Club is, I don't want to advertise for the Cubs, but that was a really great experience um, in terms of fan experience there. Yeah, I blew it a couple of years ago. Um, working with UNLV, they played a game in Northwestern, and uh, I was going to have to take off a day from the show to go with the rest of the group to Wrigley, and I didn't go. I've never been there. But I will say this. There are a lot of people who look at the Cubs and are like, man, the Ricketts family super rich. They're cutting yeah. payroll. Um, uh, another radio buddy I know, Joe DiGiacomo, is tweeting about this all the time, and he just sent out the other day. He's like, a double header, you had like 68,000 people there, the capacity. And he said, mm -hmm. why would Ricketts put money into it if people keep showing up? Um, I don't know. How do, how do you feel about protesting pro sports for lack of you know funding to the team? And the A's are doing it right now. A's fans don't show up. 
Um, and I think there's a whole different agenda there. But what do you think about what the Ricketts family's doing? Basically, you know, Wrigley's like a, a bar that just is going to make them endless money. Yeah, it's been like that as long as I've known it, though. I mean, yeah. the lovable losers, the Cubs always had a reputation for a have just a great time to go watch a game. The place is amazing. Yeah. The neighborhood is plenty of plenty of places to go go do, see, eat, have a good time. It's a great experience as a fan to get a game. Um, the, uh, not that many. I mean, all, a lot of great seats everywhere. A lot of fan participation. A lot of food. Um, you, it, you, it, they, they, we, they just knock it out of the park. I mean. Uh, you're never going to change people's perception of Wrigley being a great place to hang out because it's that as well as a baseball game. So let's talk NBA because I know last week you were like, man, the Celtics up 3-2, they could still lose this, and they almost did. Uh, if Jimmy Butler hits that three or they get a better shot, yeah. maybe go to overtime, they almost lost it. So where are you on the Celtics in these finals? I think that the matchup itself has so many cool storylines, Celtics-Warriors. Yeah, you know, and I, I tweeted about this on my at Xavier Pope timeline and said that um, the Warriors, they have a lot to, to prove, you know, with, with Clay coming back from injury, uh, with Steph Curry never having won a finals MVP. You got Wiggins and um, Jordan Poole and um, Kamiga wanted to be able to prove themselves in a new case for the organization. And then, you know, that Draymond Green represents the team and a team identity. And that team wanted to do it post Kevin Durant, who many people placed um, the responsibility of winning that team a couple of championships, even after bowing out to them the year before with Oklahoma, Sun, Oklahoma City Thunder. But you have a situation. I know we. I'm relating back to the 80s, but when the Pistons were pushing to make it to the top, they had to get past the Lakers, which were more expensive team even at the, the tail end of magic johnson's career we're still able to keep that experience and ride that out and beat that team so i look at the similar with the celtics they they've been knocking on the door for a few years they had a team like a, a celtic and pistons in boston to kind of push through and philly to get through and now they're in a stage where they're against this experienced team meeting um this 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 chip on their shoulder almost and i think it might not necessarily be boston's time as a result of that what's your pick I think the W's, the, the, the Warriors win this. I think that they have enough experience and um, enough depth, but they have to keep Al Horton, uh, Al Horford rather, he has to keep him out of foul trouble. The Celtics, they really want to be able to compete, keep Marcus Smart out of foul trouble, keep the Williams, um, that duo out of foul trouble as well. I think that's going to be critical. If Golden State can get penetration, get open shots, get some threes, get those guys in foul trouble, this going to keep Boston on their heels. And that's what I think I'm seeing going to happen in this series so far. It's Cofield and Company on Thursday. Xavier Pope, lawyer, host of Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor to Cofield and Company, is uh, up. All right. I'm kind of wrestling now with what's going on with the Saudis and sports. So we yeah. talked about Greg Norman about three weeks ago and Phil Mickelson, and Mickelson basically just disappeared. He'll reemerge next week when they have their first event in London. Now we've got Lionel Messi involved on some front, not, ne not necessarily the golf. A lot of big-time golfers are now involved, like Dustin Johnson, who's still a megastar of American golf. Where are you now with what's going on? I think that people are following the money, and the Saudis are tossing out a ton of it. And people are saying, okay, it, just think of it. Our, it's not like our United States government has some sort of adversarial relationship with Saudi Arabia. Right. I mean, it's not considered an enemy. Um, we still do business with them. Um, we still do import some portion of our oil from them. Um, so why should private citizens do any different than the government is doing? Um, and we see what's happened with the Jamal Khashoggi, and I think it's it's absolutely terrible. 
Um, but you know, a lot of times our country can really come off as hypocritical. And mm-hmm. like, how are you gonna how are you gonna criticize them? Look at look at our relationship with the country as well. And so that's a that's a weird position to put those gentlemen in. I don't approve of it. I think it sucks. Um, but that's the reality of what the, the world we're living in right now. People feel like they can get in bed with disgusting people, and it's okay as long as it makes money. I'm glad you went there because you know I was thinking about it a little more the last week or so with what's been going on here in the U.S. And I just think sometimes we get on the moral high horse mm-hmm. and I don't know that we should be judging. And what Saudi Arabia is uh, accused of and known to have done is completely horrific. But I will tell you this. I think a lot of people are virtue signaling on this one because it's a lot easier to go after the Saudis and say how bad they are because most people here won't go and read about all the issues. It's a lot yep. harder to put your ass on the line on issues here in front of Americans who know about the issues and many of whom will go at you and then try to, you know, take you out. Yeah. And I think that you great point, Steve. I mean, what criticizing someone for their relationship with a foreign country uh, in a foreign country that we have a pretty decent like, relationship with um you know one's going to turn down that bag for the most part. I'm not. I'm not speaking about myself personally, but the people that are saying, "Hey, you're a sellout," many of those people are put in those situations probably would. Like Ice Ice T said on Twitter this week, he said people that talk that call people sellouts haven't sold a damn thing. Yeah, I know. Well, I was I was trying to wrap my head around you know for 125 million, which is what uh, Dustin Johnson may get in in total by partnering up. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people would turn down that money? Now the flip side of it is. Um, he's already got a lot of money. But I'm also not here to judge people and go, hey, you know what, how much money is too much money? Which brings us to uh, LeBron James, which mm-hmm. I think this is an amazing accomplishment. But I think because the word billion and billionaire is thrown around so much, maybe it's been mm-hmm. desensitized. But I, this means a lot that LeBron James is the first active player who has now crossed the billion-dollar threshold in terms of value. I mean, LeBron James, I talked about this also, has completed every assignment that people expected of him in his life as a young person, you know, 13, 14 years old. And there's just not too many people who are expected to be the great, one of the greatest players in the history of basketball. To He, he was even expected to be a billionaire. He talked about this eight, nine years ago with GQ in terms of the expectation of him being a billionaire. And him, he was so ho-hum about it, you know, and him getting there. Him, his, his, what he's spoken out on social issues. He's, he's been the very quintessential essence of what we want as a pro athlete in American sports. He's been that. He's done that. It's a tremendous accomplishment. And in this country, and you know, most in the world, how do you move change? Right? How do you gain power? It's money. So hopefully, the second part of whatever career he chooses is going to have a massive impact uh, for LeBron James. Uh, coming up in August, we've got a really cool event coming to town. NABJ is in town. Tell people about NABJ. They're going to be here in August, and I know you're the vice president of finance um, on the and you know part of the NABJ uh, sports task force. Talk about the event and why it's so important. Yeah, uh, I am the vice president of finance for the, the sports task force, the subboard of the National Association of Black Journalists. Um, think about behind and in front of the camera and in radio and print and think about all those broadcasters a lot of them are members of national association of black journalists there's a conference happening in vegas uh and we'll have various activities workshops panels that will have some of the the top names in the business 
um, to be talking on them and educating and also giving scholarships to college students and journalism students. Um, over 3,000 of us will probably be here in, in Las Vegas. It's going to be a tremendous event. Many different sponsors connected to um, is broadcast on uh, all different mediums. It's going to be a huge deal. I'm, a, I'm excited to be a part of it, uh, and I'm glad we're talking about it right now. And there are going to be some opportunities for fans to meet some of their media heroes. Uh, they're going to be around. Uh, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell them where they go. Nothing's official um, yet. Yeah, yeah, not official yet. But um, but there will be things for if I guess fans to interact with in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I think they should probably stay tuned. We'll talk about it a little bit more closer as the convention shows up. Xavier, awesome spot, man. We appreciate it. Love you, man. There he is, Xavier Pope. Love you too. It's always a great spot. NAVJ is a really important event. It's going to be here August 3rd to the 7th, and uh, hopefully we're going to have some involvement with that coming up in roughly, what, nine, ten weeks if I can do the math. Four o'clock hours on the way. Judge Dan is coming up.